You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Welcome to CarCast. Man, across the Matthew Motor Ranger, Andy Ray over there. What's going on, man? How are you? I saw your 911 tub over there. Yeah. Already getting worked on and the big uh, table, the big frame table. Getting, yeah. Getting prepared for it. It's yeah. exciting. It's exciting. Um we're building the uh, Apple computer 911, or sorry, 935 K3 car, and uh, it's exciting. I, I don't know that it's exciting to parts of the population, <laughs> but to this part of the population, uh, it's exciting. I think you put up a picture. And I just did, just now. I just walked over there, there and took a photo. And yeah. I was like, this is going to become this. Here's the tub. With a little magic and maybe three years <laughs> and some money. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> Dear uh, Apple, send money. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, I'll tell you how it works. That's an interesting point. Maybe they could. Um, the process. Or could be running the Microsoft car, the Netflix car. <laughs> <laughs> the, the process of finding an old tub on the internet and then turning it into eventually the shiny new nut and bolt recreation that goes 180 miles an hour. That's a process you should wish all of your kids partake in. <laughs> and it's something that we're like flushing out of our society. Yeah. Uh, but it is important. The beginning, middle and end, the part where you have an idea, then you go find, you know, just a rusted hulk of a tub. And at some point you're putting the finishing touches on that thing. What that does for the psyche and the character of the person that's doing it and all those who are involved with the process is more valuable than any class you could ever take at school for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this take about as long as getting a college degree anyway. <laughs> I uh, going to high school. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we can do this quicker than you think. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I was talking about. I only say that because there's a handful of other projects going on. And it's, sure. It's always kind of jumping back yeah. and forth. Like and your goddamn goes, Mustang that won't leave my shop. Oh, yeah. That's still there. Uh, the the We're talking about a 935 motor and like what that really is or what that really entails. And Sean said, you get a 993 bottom end. I guess that's the last of the Mm -hmm. air-cooled. Yeah, it's air-cooled, right? But the 993, is that a turbo? We got to look it up. It doesn't have to be turbo. But it could be a turbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you get a 993 bottom end, which is, I think, a 3.6. And then you just start bolting on the horseshoe and the fan and all the stuff, and a hundred grand later, you got an engine. Yeah, and that's basically. Well, now how that you, you said that, that I was going to say eighteen five and see if anybody calls <laughs> after <laughs> listening. <laughs> so uh, um, we will. Uh, yeah, where do we start with that? We try sourcing some parts, doing some eBay listings, making some calls, and but probably do some research on it. Like you're saying is. You know, it sounds like that's what Sean's been doing, trying to figure out what components would be involved. 
Well, I think if you get a 993 turbo bottom end, you will have good compression, not high compression, good compression for turbocharging. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably have a pretty bulletproof, you know, crank rods, bearings, uh, pistons. So you wouldn't, you're not thinking about just getting a block of sorts and and having even that part built, having the the crank and pistons and everything I, installed I, fresh and new. I cannot tell you all of everything. I imagine if you found like a decent short block, if you will, then you can just bolt on to it. I imagine if you found a low mileage Porsche 993 turbo short block mm-hmm. that was in good shape that that car that left the factory with 450 or 500 horsepower whatever it was that that lower end provided provided had low miles and was in good shape yeah was probably good to strap on the turbos and the extra stuff up top yeah. i would imagine uh, or you just yeah, get Yeah, I mean, the- it makes sense. I don't know enough about those Porsche motors to, to say, but uh, it certainly, that theory would should hold water for any engine for the most part, right? Like if you get a pretty stout short block, even a factory one that's done, then we can bolt on the proper components around it, whatever heads Yeah, people get, and- you know, mid-90s Supras and they strap on a big, bigger turbo and wastegate, blah, 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 and yeah. run up the boost and do a bunch of head work. And they get those things that... I know they can get them to over a thousand horsepower, but they'll get the thing to like eight hundred horsepower. Yeah, and then you'll go, "What'd you do to the lower end?" And they'll go, "No, the lower end will handle it." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm to a point. Everything will, right? Up yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm saying if the car runs, uh, leaves the factory with five hundred horsepower, it'll probably hand. You could probably strap on six fifty. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll yeah. put it to you this way: plenty of guys probably got a nine nine three. Uh, turbo porsche yeah took it to dinan or not dinan or wh- whoever uh i don't know I don't maybe dinan i don't know dinan probably doesn't rent something rent, rent what, whatever somebody. and they went put on bigger turbos put on a bigger intercooler turn up the boost yeah. put on a new mapping system put up bigger injectors yeah. and well, then the guy was bragging you cars and coffee that he just bolted on another 150 horsepower yeah yeah, those cars, I don't know, those turbos back in the day, what are we talking, like 93-ish, 1993-ish, probably 400 horsepower. There's probably no reason why people weren't running around with 550, I, I, I think, 600. I, I think people were getting into those cars without cracking the case on the on the bottom end. I think they were... I think they were bolting on, you know, 150, 200 horsepower yeah. to those cars. I'm sure there's been enough work done on them that, you know, several people know and forums know and Porsche fans know what you can do to it. And if there are any, like, little limitations, like you got to do something with the oiling system or you got to change, you know, I'm thinking in the Mustang world, you like you got to change, you know, the, the oil pump gear to a billet gear, like, because that's the weak point, you know, but something like that that's probably – not a huge issue, uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, and then it it gets you there. You know? Right. All right. So um, uh, we'll keep you uh, posted on the uh, nine three five build, but exciting. Yeah, and we haven't done one of those. Like we're, we're right now, we're just sort of coming up with ideas and talking out loud. So that's what's going to make it fun. It's like you're going to have to dig in and do some of the research and 
as this thing comes along, mm-hmm. it'll it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be very cool to to see it sort of come together. I and was... the tub you bought was a real uh, seventy nine, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you guys uh, may want to uh, check out uh, Adam Carolla goes uh, racing. I think Goldberg's hitting the hay bales is up there yeah. as we speak. And go to motortrend.com slash Adam new vids and uh, also available. And there's more videos at Vero. It's V-E-R-O. Download the app, your iPhone or Android. Goldberg part one is up now and then part two is next week. And you'll get the conclusion. I uh, I went to bed with a bad taste in my mouth because every once a month I go to Netflix and I'm like, give me a car show I can watch. Yeah. And this one was like barn fine restores. And it's like old dude talks to other old dude about Dodge charger. That's rusting out in the back of his gas station. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of like, what's this got in it? It's got a three eighty three. How much you want for it? $4,000. You got to do better than that. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Is this what we're looking for? Yeah. Uh, just fucking old guys looking at old cars doing nothing? Or does somebody want to fucking go to Goodwood? There's a... Uh, or Rensport or somewhere. Yeah. And see something. I, I, every time... So every time I'll see the show, it'll be a title. The title will be a little tantalizing. You know, yeah. and I'll go, oh, yeah. let me check out this new show. And it fucking always sucks. Yeah, it's got a rhyme or something. Oh, there's some other one we talked about on Shift and Steer. It's called like Rust to Riches or something. And you watch it and you're like, oh, this isn't even a shop. This was like a reality show casting call, you know? And they've got the girl who's like, I'm the motor expert. And then she looks at the motor and goes, what do you think? She goes, well, there's a lot of rust. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do now? Probably just get a new motor. That's exactly what I went down. I was Max like, what? <laughs> is Grand Tour coming back on? When is yeah, that show Amazon coming back doing? on? Uh, this, oh, sorry. This wasn't Netflix. This was Amazon. Amazon. I burnt out on Netflix. Netflix doesn't have anything good either. No. All right. Let me I'll tell watch you. watch Motor Trend then. Quickly. Watch Motor Trend. Watch. Uh, oh, CarCast brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, lower underhood temperature. Zybar is an ultra thin Coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Visit Zycoat.com. That's Z-Y. Zycoat.com. Yes. Season three has been renewed. Jeremy Clarkson tweeted about it, uh, but no release date. Oh, he And he posted a picture. They're, they're filming or something. Because he yeah. posted like a Nissan GTR with a camera on the back. No, this on, one. On like a. This one, he even said, it's a season three filming underway. It, oh, yeah, and this is a, it's just a picture of tr- a truck in snow. But uh, according to Digital Spy, season three is happening. Good, because I can't take another one of these old fucks standing in a barn. <laughs> I, it's, it has nothing to do with anyone that likes cars. What is this thing called on uh, Amazon? Is it barn rescue something i I watched about three minutes of it like a terrible car show on amazon these guys are fucking the fucking (laughs) huel hauser of cars like they wander around and look at shit that you would have no interest in and i've pitched all of these assholes on going racing with adam carolla and none of them want to do it which it drives me insane it drives me max zapata what's wrong with the fucking world i pitch amazon (laughs) i pitch netflix we're going international racing with some of the greatest cars 
person in the world, and they're like, we'd rather have old fucks stand in a barn. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus, what was it's it called? so Ar- bad. Ar- barn Find Hunter? Oh, yes. Yeah. And all those shows. I'd rather like, watch a show uh, where they find barns. I really would. <laughs> let's just do... Let's pitch <laughs> like, a show called Barn... Finder, where <laughs> I just drive around and point at barns. Or maybe they'll, maybe that'll work. I don't know. I guess the guys who greenlight this shit don't know shit about cars. No, but no. this some the cars. It's some of the worst. <laughs> it's some of the worst. They're cars you have no interest in right. at all, ever. the The building of the nine thirty five Porsche uh, Apple cars infinitely more fascinating than any of these pieces of yeah. shit and these old guys. The, the show that I watched, they took a smart car and they lifted it with off-road tires. Why? I have no idea. There's no reason for it. Nobody's ever going to do that. Nobody cares. But by the way, you're it. not going to draw Lynette in to watching your shitty car show, yeah. and you're not going to draw me in because I know something about cars and you have a shitty car show. So who are you catering to? Who's your audience? Yeah, I don't... Fuck, people have suffered head trauma? Like, who's your audience? Nobody gives a fuck about your shitty car shows. Yeah. They're all so shitty. Everyone's just arguing in a barn, wanting to know when it's going to be done. We're going to put a lift kit. We're going to lower it. I was watching this episode. It's like the, the, the least interesting man in the world meets the second least interesting man in the world. And then they go back and look at a fucking car that you remember from your childhood, except for this one's covered in rust and it's worth $4,000 and you don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's, that's the premise of the show. Yeah. Or you can go to Goodwood and watch Nick Mason's Ferrari dice it up. Uh, Why would you want to watch a $70 million car in England when you can go to Indiana and watch two super boring dudes with gray beards talk about a $4,000 car? Right. The the state of car shows sicken me. (laughs) They they just sicken me. But it's got to be all the people creating them because there cannot be any car guys what are we missing? Like, I don't get it. What are we missing? Tell us what we're missing. Tweet us. Let us know. What kind of car show do you want? Yeah. And we'll I, do it. Tell us what you want. We'll go. We'll try to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do going racing with Adam Carolla and we'll put it up on the fucking internet. And these fucking yeah. outlets can fuck themselves. I'm, I'm tired of these idiots. Well, or provide something that's halfway decent. Look, Grand Tour is a, is a great show. And then everything else is pure shit. And the uh, fastest car... Fastest car is a doc. It's a human story about people. You know, this guy's disabled. They said he'd never walk again, but that's not going to stop him from driving a car. That's great. That's great. That's great for Lynette. It's it's yeah, not yeah. great for me. I want to see some cars. Yeah, that, I, I'm I'm a car person. I'm not uh, the human story about that. Half the other cars on like Velocity, half those other shitty shows are like it's our 45th anniversary. We went out on our first date in a '66 T-Bird. I want to get a '66 T-Bird and restore it for my wife's 45th anniversary. That's great, great old guy with your fat fucking wife. Not interested. <laughs> right. I like cars, yeah. not love stories. I want to see fucking cars, not you being reunited with your fucking son, the the veteran who uh, wanted an Impala before he was shipped off to Iraq. Great. That's for my fucking wife. I want cars. Yeah. I want cars. It's a car (laughs) show. Show me a fucking decent car. Jesus Christ. I'm in.
These fucking executives are fucking <laughs> retarded. It, it drives me nuts. And how can you create a good car show if you're an executive and you don't know shit about cars? Yeah. And everything's just about the conflict and the story. I would the say they, they're story. actually angry at cars. They, yes. They, they don't like thing. cars. They have to. Eh, they just don't like them. They don't like their audiences who they don't like. But listen, <laughs> if I want to see conflict, then I'll watch Real Housewives of Orange County. But I don't want conflict. I want cars. Yeah. When you think about all the cars we love, like the Jag XJ220, mm-hmm. uh, the Bugatti with the you know, mid 90s one with the four turbos on it. Yeah. I can't even think of the Bugatti. EB112. I mean, there's a, there's a kajillion cars yeah. we love, right? The Maserati C one twelve, or uh, there's there's the, yeah. there's a million cars we love. Never show up in any of these car shows ever. So oh, we got another Impala. Those awesome are cars dicks. with good car stories, not cars with anniversary stories. You know, guy and his wife. They're good car. It's a fat stories. couple from fucking Indiana. What do I give a shit whether she gets her for her fucking Thunderbird back or not? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And where's the She's racing? She's not going to care. Just buy her an Escalade and do it on a different show. Right. Who's going <laughs> racing? Where's the vintage racing? Yeah. Ugh. All right. We're both... We're, 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 you make us all sick. All you executives <laughs> over there. You fucking <laughs> shitty car shows. It's ruined my day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. All right. Where were we? What's going on with us? I, I'll tell you. Um, this is just a piece of news that I found that I thought was kind of interesting was we love... What's going on in this world of of these recreations of these restomods, you know, the the Jonathan Wards and the singers of the world. And there's this group of never featured on any of these fucking car shows. Uh, uh, Lanzantine, Lanzantine. I don't know the name of the group, but that's what it goes by, I guess, is it's L-A-N-Z-A-N-T-E. So what they're doing is they are going to recreate a Porsche 930. The 930 is from 1984 to 1987. They're only going to do 11 of these cars. I need a short block. Yeah, well, this is uh, not quite the short block you were looking for. Porsche had built a 1.5-liter turbocharged V6, branded as the TAG, TAG Porsche uh, TTE P01. It was for McLaren F1 cars back in the day. Uh-huh. The engines produced a thousand horsepower in qualifying trim and 750 horsepower in racing spec. So when they turn down the boost, yeah, yes. Well, wow. This group, 1.5 liter. 1.5 liter. There's a picture of it, right? We're looking at it. Yeah, a lot of intercooling going on. This group went to McLaren and bought 11 of the engines, and they're going to create 11. Porsche 930s with this 1.5 liter turbocharged V6. Not slant nose. No. And the crazy part is. Tag is, isn't Tag Hour the, the watch? No, I don't think so. But the insignia looks like that, uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But keep going. Uh, so it turned out. Hold on. That, Color me intrigued. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> if you're 
from Amazon or you're from Netflix and you're executive and you're listening, don't go near this place. <laughs> this is wildly this is, fascinating. Yeah. There are no old fucks <laughs> waiting to die standing by Impala. So you would not be interested in this because this is super, super yeah. cool and super interested. And remember, your viewers are all fucking dumb and they just want to see human stories about old guys standing in barns. If, all right. That, that caveat. I don't want any executives from Amazon or Netflix listening because this is stuff that's infinitely fascinating yeah. and wildly interesting to people that like cars. Remember, your listeners, your viewers, they're dumb. They don't like cars. <laughs> Chances are these guys aren't building Fucking these things assholes. in a barn. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, then they're out. They're out. They Listen, can executives, the up like no barn. barns. You're out. <laughs> you're out. Yes. So it turns out that back in the day uh, when they were doing the F1 stuff, McLaren had built a prototype 930 with this engine. And it was like so out of sight. Like nobody knew about this car that it was even just speculated. It was just rumor. And it turned out it wasn't rumor. It was a real thing. So these guys. This Not a group, slant nose. These are built with the headlights up. Yeah. They look very 930 of their time. Turbo Porsche of the era. The yeah. body does. Now, yes. I, I don't I don't know exactly what the final horsepower is going to be in street trim and how do they tune it to give it enough torque to, you know, make it a good street car. But it's going to be amazing. What I don't get is is somehow we got so distracted with the 935 at Rensport, the new one and the Speedster, that the first of this car or the prototype was at Rensport. <laughs> And we didn't see it, and nobody talked about it. And here we are weeks later going, by the way, did anybody notice the 1.5-liter turbo 930 that's uh, What was be- the Speedster? That's the one parked right next to it. When you did the interview of the 935, the Speedster was next to it. It's a, it's a new modern-day. Oh, the new Speedster. Yeah, yeah, it's a new, new, it's new Speedster. Blown out by the yeah. uh, MC. I couldn't, I couldn't hear but uh, yeah. was the Speedster right next to the It was right next to you. You were literally standing there. When you were doing the interview with the Porsche guy and you couldn't hear, the, the two cars in that roped area was the Speedster. Chris will find it. It's a, a new Porsche Speedster, 911 Speedster. Blocked that out of um, my mind. I'm so into that 935. Wow. And then, like, simultaneously, I think in, like, I don't know, Paris Motor Show or something, they debuted the Speedster, but in red. And the one we saw was like gray and gold or gray and silver. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a very interesting – I wonder what the price point of that is. The engine yeah. is insane. Well, there's going to be 11 of them. A 1.5 uh, V6, that thing must – if it's if it makes 700 horsepower, it's going to make it at 11,000 RPM. Yeah. What I, I'm looking at some of the – fine print and it looks like they're going to do a 9000 rpm version of this and uh uh but i guess we'll see i guess we'll find out when they get a little closer to well th- knowing what it's going to be it's going to be so light it's nice to have that weight out of the rear end uh but you're right there's still a lot of questions is it going to be a carbon fiber body like we're seeing now or is it going to be uh you know metal or aluminum or whatever like how are they going to are they going to start with 930s are they going to do recreations with different tubs we don't know but but it's going to be a ton of money and they're all going to be sold in a heartbeat and they're going to be amazing right (laughs) because that's where we are now like just the just the 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 quality of car you have to build to get into this playing field is is so much higher now. 
Yes. You know, but this is a neat idea. And that's a badass little engine. And you're buying it all for the engine, right? I mean, I'm sure the car is going to be cool, but... Yes, you're buying it all for the engine. Also, uh, the tag is the tag Hewer, Hewer Watch Company, yeah. but yeah. tag is a holding company. They bought your watches. They actually own... 20 or like about 20 percent of mclaren right now but the tag is the insignia of the tag Hauer. Oh. Tag no it's Heuer. a different logo the, oh yeah but 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 it's connected to tag how or how yeah. or whatever so but it's, just, it's the like tag that's on the side of all the yeah. f1 cars in the 70s and, and 80s yeah. right yeah all right tell us about geico and then we'll take a look yeah. at a tank slapper Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding you can do, most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right, Geico. Yeah. Um, so we were talking in shows past about uh, the tank slapper. Somebody tweeted me and said, that's a motorcycle term. It's not a car term. I said, I don't know. People said it to me about cars. I'm sure it started in the motorcycle world and yeah. made its way to the car world. Um, it yeah, was slang, which refers to the front forks violently slapping back and forth. It was, you know. it was, okay. uh, also, but you knew what we meant, right? <laughs> uh, if you go to, uh, carcast or the carcast show, carcastshow.com, carcastshow.com, we'll show you some pictures. Now, first we, you should understand it was the Fitzy 280 ZX mm-hmm. I was driving and Max Zapata will probably need to start the little video we put up there with a picture of the car so you can actually see what kind of car I'm driving. I'm sure you guys thought of that. Yeah, yeah, and and you look at the uh, and we'll attach a video. You, it's a good looking car, sold it on Bring a Trailer. You can see the rear <laughs> picture <laughs> of last one and his pants. <laughs> uh, you can see the rear tail, and the rear tail has kind of a it's a shelf, and it has three sides. It has the back and the right and the left, so you can kind of see with acceleration that a big tire gauge again. The round part's the size of half an, a half a good size orange, and then it has a 16-inch rubber tube hanging from that. Um, you can uh, – we'll show you the tank slapper that's uh, turn five, car getting, car getting loose, getting ready to turn left here. Car getting very loose, and then back, and then back, and then back again, and then back again, and then back again. That was yeah. in, that was in lap two. Okay, so I yeah. I pulled out onto the track. I went around the track once, and then I did the tank slapper, which is I. It was cold. It was in March, and it, it was cold out there. Yeah, and I went. You can go back, Max Pata. I went out to the track. I did one lap. And then I got into it. Evidently, those big slicks were probably still a little bit cold. Yeah. When I did the tank slapper. So uh, then I went back out. Wait no, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If that's the tank slapper, why is the gauge right there? New, is that the new gauge? evidence uncovered. Yeah, yeah that's. This is the second. The second time around. So the first time around is when you. When the 
tire gauge must have fallen out. That's why I, I emailed. I said you can actually see it on the right side of the track, and then when you come back around, it's in the center of the track. Okay, so but then the theory but Max of Zapata, that you got to say the tank slapper didn't cause it. Yeah, I I told you that before the show. I said it was the second lap. So the first lap. Now, I, Max Zapata, you you're going to get me to kill myself. <laughs> you said it was the second lap. This is the second lap. Yes. Yes, oh, he, but, he said he meant the tank slapper no, was the second oh, lap. In the email I sent you, I said you can even see the tire gauge right after the tank slapper on the right side of the track. All right, let me see that. E- when did you send that email? Last night. We were emailing each other after the second, the second email or the first email. Uh, I think it was the f- the after the fir- when you asked me what lap it was. I so said- it fell off before the tank slapper. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. That's that. You needed to verbalize that. We okay. we were talking. Ad nauseum about the tank slapper causing it. And then the reason I kept saying to you is the tank slapper is a second lap. I was already, I said, I already drove a lap with it on the back of the car. Yeah, you emailed me and said, was it the first lap? Or then we see the gauge. And I said, I have it a second lap. You can see the tire gauge on the right side of the track, right? No, I didn't say then we see the gauge. Yeah, you said, was was that the first lap or question mark? And then we see the gauge next lap. Thank you. And I said, I have it a second lap. You can see the tire gauge on the right side of the track right after the tank slapper. Then oh, why? Well, when you said right after, I thought you meant oh, well, you were what, talking about oh, the I second. Right. Yeah. And it's a little said, confusing because, but listen, we're, we're trying to Max find out Pat, what. That's funny. Well. I had a talk with it. The gestalt of this is the tank slapper caused the gauge to fly off. Okay. You verbalized, no, absolutely not. It did not happen that way. It was right. there. That's why, yeah, that's why I paused it. Yeah, I okay, no, I okay. get it now, Max. The tank slapper did not cause it; it fell off on the first lap. Yeah, all right, that's what all you right. need to well, verbalize. All right, so there it was, and then it got knocked into the middle of the track for the second lap, and that was turn five. Yeah. Uh, that was up the hill from uh, turn five, and then it got knocked into the middle of the track. All right. So it takes five turns to take it. Now you know, you know the commercials. How many, how many bites to get, or how many to get to the Mr. Of a Al, rope? Mr. Al. Yeah, yeah. It takes five, five turns. You pull out onto the track. You one turn, another turn. Yes, it was the left. It was the left on turn five. But but keep in mind, it's not five turns because the way you pull out onto the track, you avoid turn. Two. Yeah. You okay. start on turn three, right hand, turn four, right hand, turn five. And probably what happens is you're going so slow on that first right hand turn with yeah, your cold tires. You're not, you're not getting into it. Yeah. And then turn four, you're starting to pick it up a little. And by turn five, you're starting to get into mm-hmm. it. So the thing did fall off on the first lap. And then it got knocked into the middle of the track. Yeah. On the uh, on the second when I came around with the tank slapper on the yeah. second one, and then somebody must have hit it square on and crushed it. We got a picture of <laughs> it. There's the picture of the pieces. Who went out and got the pieces? And Les? utterly destroyed. <laughs> I don't know, but it made us. It made me laugh. Um, the less than your bill, but I probably just worked it in as a line item. <laughs> uh, but again, the thing that made it funny, and that was a hell of a tank slapper. Uh, yeah. the, the thing that made it funny is, as I was looking at it in the road, I thought, who else could fuck up this badly? And then I thought, only us. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sure enough, I didn't think it was us. No. No. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. I'm excited about that car. Um, 
I'm excited about uh, rebuilding the uh, 510. There's just not enough uh, days in the week anymore for uh, for us car guys. Uh, next event, let's see. We went to the Peterson. We saw Jay and uh, Tim Allen. I think we talked about that. Yeah, we did. A little bit. Um, well, we've got SEMA coming up, and I don't have all the details on it, but I think you're going to be – uh, doing a signing or something at at the Apex show with Castrol. I want to say Tuesday. I don't have the exact time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Brad and Aaron and I are going to be doing shift and steer in the MagnaFlow booth Fan each day. John Hagar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing shift and steer each day, one one live show a day. Uh, for, for how many days? For the four days, Tuesday through Friday. So we're mm-hmm. doing a show each day there. Um. We'll put all up on social media, the times and everything. I think Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are all the same time, and then Friday's a different time. But So we're going to be out there doing some stuff uh, for sure. Um, again, I don't, I don't know what your schedule is. Do you know what your schedule is? Are you coming in and out one day? Are you going to try to do a lap in, at SEMA? Leave Apex, come do a lap at SEMA probably, before or after your signing? Knowing me, probably in and out, uh, but there'll be some – stops along the way where i'll see a company that makes aluminum bench vices and i'll get really excited <laughs> yeah and i'll go Jesus. well you're gonna be at apex which is a different type of uh event and we're gonna have to like walk over or take the tram over to get to sema mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a different location mm-hmm. um but uh well we'll check i think uh it'll be worth uh seeing if you have some time to grab an hour or two and do a lap through one of the halls at sema you know the you know, all the big hot rod stuff is in that central hall, but I also know you like, uh, I think it's North Hall that has, it's all the guys that have like, like you're saying, it's like, here's the vice and here's the toolboxes and here's a new type of paint gun and here's how you can hang yourself off the ceiling so you can detail the roof of your car, like all I the cool that. stuff. There's like the ShamWow guy doing the demos and mm-hmm. and uh, like all that, all that cool stuff is going to be there. So uh, I, I love that. Um all right, and you, let's see, we got the, uh, you drove the ES300 uh, through Texas, the Lexus Hybrid. I did. We talked about it um, on the show this past Wednesday. Uh, we had Alistair Weaver from Edmunds.com come back in, and I went to Texas and did a little road trip in this Lexus Hybrid, and he went to the Paris Motor Show. So go back and listen to that if you missed it, because he kind of recaps all the cool stuff from that. New Porsche 911s and, and just like all the good stuff that's happening there. Um, and I took this Lexus, this ES300H, which mm-hmm. is, is, is what we said on the other show, is a very important car for Lexus because it is the midsize sedan, similar to what you're driving with your Jag. It's hybrid. And I'll tell you, the, the one thing that, that they figured out, Toyota and Lexus, is that seamless transition between electric and gas engine. Mm-hmm. It's just so flawless. Like all the start-stop features we have in so many cars, and you can still – you just know that happens every time and it hesitates at a stoplight. This is so seamless. And it's funny because we've talked about this before where the hybrid cars, whether it's performance or economy car, right, like this Lexus or the NSX, mm-hmm. right – when, when you get to the stoplight at an NSX or, or this Lexus and it shuts the motor down, but it's in hybrid mode and the electric motors will move the car. So mm-hmm. you don't have to fire up the engine and then go. Mm-hmm. And this makes it really nice and smooth when you're doing that. Um, 
What's so, the range of that car? What do they claim the range is? So uh, there is a way to put it in like an EV only mode, but it's not necessarily meant for that. And right. um, so this isn't really like an electric mode per se. I can tell you that. Um, can you plug it in? I, I don't believe this is a plug in hybrid. Um, well, I, that's why I said, can you plug it in? I mean, it's not yeah, like a, no, a plug-in. No. Oh, you said hybrid, but I know. Like, there's some that are just plug-in. Right. There some are some plug-in plug in. hybrids. Right. And, and then some and are you, all plug-in. Yeah. This this is meant to use the gas engine more to give you a greater miles per gallon. This isn't meant to right. be like an EV car. So what do you think? You I was f- getting 40 miles per you gallon. You fill the thing up. You don't plug it in or you can't plug it in. And you drive. What do you think the range is? Max Paddle, look it up. Yeah, well, I think yeah, there is no plug. It's it's just like a Prius. Yeah, I want to say I I I picked up the car and I drove it around town and I drove it on the freeway. And keep in mind that a hybrid car doesn't necessarily get its full benefit at highway speeds because it's not using electric. You got to hit the brakes and do whatever. So I got um, I want to say well over four hundred miles to a tank. Yeah, you know, well, maybe four fifty. Max Apata will will look it up. Am I? If you're getting forty miles per gallon and I'm doing ninety on the freeway, you're getting forty two city. Maybe. Am, am, I, am I making this car up that I that I speak of? I know Jag is coming up with the electric stuff, but am I making up the hybrid sort of luxury car that I can just plug in every night or twice a week? And get eighty or a hundred miles out of just pure electric, and just fucking leave it on electric, and go back and forth to work. And then, if I want to go to Las Vegas, the the motor will kick in, the engine will kick in, and we can do it that way. And I can get yeah. the range, yeah. or you know, I know it'll kick on periodically to keep the juices flowing and the oil moving, like in it on its own. But I'm like, where's the luxury car that yeah. has a plug where I can just go pure plug in, get 75 miles of range. That'll get me to work and back three or four times. And then I'll just plug it in on Thursday. Yeah. So why does that not exist? Is and, my and question. you're right. Yeah, I, I don't believe it exists. I think it's on the way. There is a, a BMW seven series plug in hybrid, but it's 30 mile range or something. It's not quite there. Um, but it's interesting that you say that because, uh, part of the news that we have here is that uh, uh, Jaguar is planning basically to have their entire lineup of cars on the Jaguar brand, not the Range Rover brand, Land right. Rover brand, um, will all be essentially an EV of sorts. And probably the next one in their lineup, like we have the I-Pace, the little SUV that's coming out, um, but the next one in their lineup would be the XJ, would mm-hmm. be the big sedan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's going to be completely electric like a Tesla or some sort of long-range hybrid like you're talking about. Um, but that is that is that is the idea. Now, I, the alternative of uh, of what you're talking about would be like the Porsche Hold Mission on. Max E. Max Pat, I'm using the word range okay. well, o- it's, over and over well, again. Because said, it's a 13.2-gallon tank, 44 miles. Well, you gallon. do the math because okay. I want to know what the range of the car is. Okay. The f- yeah. Matt told me it got 40 miles to the gallon. I want the range. I'm, it'll, it'll probably – you can probably figure that it should have it on some spec sheet somewhere, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. But if you want to go 13 
times 580. 44, then you're at 580. Yeah. Which is pretty I don't think, pretty it, I don't think it's quite that high. I think it's well, I think it was like 470 something. That's what yeah. they're claiming. But anyway, yeah. so deduct 10% from that. Yeah. But you were saying. Um, so it's it's interesting that uh, that Jaguar is making that move like what you're talking about. And, and again, I don't know if it's going to be pure electric, which would put it in the Tesla and the Porsche Mission E, which we found out is going to be called the Taycan or Taycan. Yeah. It's not it's not that great of a name. Weird name. It's not that great of a name. All right, tell um, us about Castrol. Um yeah, so which a Tesla does not use. No. <laughs> Heat, friction, and viscosity break down and rob your engine of maximum performance. Friction results in a loss of performance of up to ten percent. Castrol Edge is engineered with fluid titanium technology. It physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. This helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance from your car. It is three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. Castrol Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's engine. Well, you know, it's funny. I think about, we used to say motor and engine, and people would say Detroit Motor City, but they really mean engine, yeah. and then car guys would go, some car guys would go, it's okay to say what size motor's in the car, whatever. We do have to say motor and engine now. I've always thought motor was electric and it, engine. It, it is, is, but people is accepted. Combustion. Yeah. It, you know, yeah, right. you go, yeah. Oh, it's got a 440 with a six pack. Oh, that's a big motor. No one ever went, well, it doesn't have armatures. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. People understood motor. Yeah. It's Detroit Motor City. But now we are going to have to be a little more stringent about motor using yeah. motor casually because i'm saying how about the motors that have a motor i i do now mm-hmm. have to start saying engine because every or with the engine yeah. or whatever because if your car is going to have a motor and an engine we are going to have to yeah. draw this thing it's funny because i'm driving the lexus and thinking oh i'm using the motor oh i felt the engine kick in and i'm going back and forth and then there's some version of of when the motor and the engines were working together and had great mid-range power because of mm-hmm. that. And uh, I, I th- always thought previous hybrids were sort of like one or the other, but never combined. And mm-hmm. I can't say it's combined, but it really felt like it was combined. When do you think people are going to start taking delivery of the Jags? I think they just started taking delivery of the Jag. As a matter of fact, um, you're going to drive one. We got one coming for a week and mm. after SEMA in November. Mm-hmm. And I pace. I'm curious to see what you think. I'll be excited to drive it. I'm not going to drive it. I don't have a plug at home. We met <laughs> the guys at Jag when we were doing uh, the uh, Laguna Seca yeah. uh, uh, Rolex Historics. It's funny. Now, be careful when you talk to these people because when they're bragging about the 240-mile range or the 300-mile range and they start getting into the nuts and bolts, they'll say – you know, they'll start throwing out numbers yeah. and then they'll go, it's got a 300 mile range and you can charge to 80% in 20 minutes. And you go, oh, I can get 225 miles in 20 minutes from, from zero. Yeah. That's, that's kind of impressive. And then you'll go, but not off 110, right? Yeah. And they go, no, no, not off the house current. And then you'll go like, oh, so if I have like the special box, like the 240 box, and yeah. they'll go, yeah, yeah. 
And then at some point, you'll double back and go, wait a minute, my, my wife has the Tesla. We have the Tesla 240 box in our garage. Yeah. It takes nine hours for her to get to 200 miles with the fast charge box. Yeah. How can you guys do it in 20 minutes? And they go, no, that's a, that, no, how many volts are you running? And you go, no. And then they go, what's the current? And then you go, no. And then they go, how many amps is your box? And then at some point, the, 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 the clouds will part. Yeah. And it'll be one of their fast charging stations. Right. Or a nuclear power plant. Right. Or struck by lightning. Not at <laughs> yeah. home. Yeah. What they mean is nobody's going to get it done in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, well, they will if you're at the Bun Boy and you're halfway in Baker, yeah. California, and they put a charging station there. Maybe. Maybe. But, but they're, not, they're not saying you're going to do that at home. My kind of answer. What I, Bun Boy? Is that a real thing? And it's halfway between oh, uh, Vegas and L.A. Oh. You should start driving to SEMA, dude. <laughs> Oh, my God. There's so much traffic. Um, the point is that's why you stop at the bundle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. The point is this. What I really want to know is if you have a 300-mile range, how fast can you get to 80% with the box I buy and wire into the garage and plug in on the 240 current? Yeah. What's the fastest I can get? I Forget 80%. What's the fastest I can get to 100 miles? Yeah. If I am at close, if I'm at four miles and I plug it in, how fast can I get to 100 miles plugged into the 240 charger at the garage? Yeah. And that answer seems to be less impressive. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, it's double, it's 40 minutes. It's not. It's still, it's still a bit seven, of, six hours yeah. or five hours. Right. Because you're like the is. 110 outlet takes. 30 hours to charge and then the the, the super fast charger or whatever is still eight or nine hours and then there's the you know the bun boy charger that's 20 minutes <laughs> you don't know the bun boy did <laughs> no uh let's see max pata um, has a plug-in yes Ni- so, 91 97 miles on the battery hmm go ahead so this is the uh, bmw i3s rex which is meant for people who have what i think you have is a range anxiety right Mm -hmm. so this is we talked about when you test drove one or went to go see one with the silly pig nose front that it couldn't do enough range and and they said we're gonna we're gonna increase the battery and offer like a big range version well let me let me uh jump in for a second here i think the people when they say range anxiety they're talking about people who are like I want to go to the Grand Canyon and I don't want to have to rent a car to go yeah. to the Grand Canyon. My range anxiety is I live 11 miles from where I work or nine and a half miles from where I work. I don't want to have to go to work and plug it in. Yeah. I want to go to work and come back. That'll be 20 miles. Yeah. And I don't want to have to plug and it in that night. Run an errand or two. Right? Yeah, I don't want to you plug know. it in that night. I want to go to work. I want to be able to go back and forth to work for the week and then plug it in on Friday. Right. The BMW, the fucking uh, i7 or whatever it was, that thing had a range of 19 miles. The i8, yeah. i8. That thing was like, you could drive it to work and then just plug it in at work. And it's yeah. like, I can't even get home. I live close <laughs> to work. So that was bullshit. But just to put a point on it, 
usually they talk about range anxiety. They're talking about like how far you can get. Yeah, can For you me, go to it's like, I just like to, to go back and forth a couple of times before I plug it back in. Go ahead, Max yeah. Pata. But yeah, so uh, as you read, 97 miles on the battery pack, and then you'll get another 83 once it starts using the gas. There is a, uh, what amounts to a 2.3 gallon jerry can. Right. Right. So it's got like a little motorcycle engine. Or right. Motorcycle and 97 is, is, is okay. fine, but at that point, why don't I get a Chevy Bolt? Yeah. With 235 or yeah. 196 or whatever Which it is. Which is one of, the, one of the better technology EV cars. Yeah. But I, I like the BMW. It's fine and, mm-hmm. and it's a little funky town, but it's a BMW. And that'd be yeah. a good thing just to plug in and go at, at that range, I could almost get to work and back for a yeah. week. But we're getting close. Everybody's doing it. Mercedes, yeah. Jag, Porsche, everybody's going to have some sort of electric thing going on. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Zybar. Revolutionary new product our CarCast team is excited about. Ultra-thin coating for manifolds. We talked to uh, the Zybar guy about this. Headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. Point zero zero one inch thickness reduces radiant heat by 90 percent first diy thermal coating of its kind and uh we were talking about well why not a rattle can how come it doesn't come in a spray can and the answer is there's propellants in there and that would pollute it it's that scientific it's from the space technology um the space world Non-corrosive, doesn't break down, even in 2,000-degree environments, makes wraps, shields, and expensive ceramic coatings obsolete. Comes in four awesome colors, bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray. Make your engine uh, a showpiece. I even think they'll talk about mixing some of the stuff if you want custom colors. Available for purchase at Zycoat.com. It's Z-Y, coat, it's one word, Zycoat, C. O-A-T.com. Uh, and many auto parts at retail locations. Put Zybar on. Take heat off at Zycoat.com. All right. You can see me doing uh, basic cable commentary in Phoenix, October 27th with Mike August and Adam Ray up on stage with us. Two shows coming up. That's uh, Stand Up Live. Invite your mom, uh, Matt. Anaheim yeah. Grove, Anaheim, November 30th. We're doing a live podcast there with uh, Rob Riggle. Go to adamcarolla.com if you want to see swag and get some swag and do whatever. Go to Shift and Steer and say hi to Matt over there. And uh, you can listen at Podcast One. And uh, okay. Adam Carolla goes racing. We were talking about that before. <clears throat> what do you got? Go to uh, motortrend.com slash Adam for that. And, uh, and check out Motorator.com. We relaunched it. We're writing about new parts and stuff, and we're going to populate a bunch of stuff after SEMA as well. So, so till next time, Adam Corolla for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.